Welcome to Goodbye Apathy, a podcast about what excites us in life, those passions that get us out of bed in the morning, and where we find joy. On this episode, I catch up with Allie Gooden to discuss how she's turned her passion for helping people into her own life coaching business. Okay, so Allie, when did you um, first realize that you liked helping people? Is this something that you you feel like you've been doing your whole life? Yeah. Uh I mean, yeah. yeah. Kind of already knew the answer. You knew. You know me. Well, I mean, you and I have known each other for what, like five years, six years? Um, Yeah. Something like that. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. Um, But before that, I mean, like, my nickname in college was Mama Sinks. And before that, I mean, I've been a sister, the oldest sister of three. So, like there's always been this very responsible side to me, I would call it. And I think in that nature, in that tone of like, I'm the oldest sister, I'm proud to take care of and be the role model for two others and, you know, be that kind of achiever and like always kind of looking ahead towards like goals and those goals always involved other people. So like being mama sinks, being the one that my friends kind of look to for advice or just kind of comfort. Like it was normal for me growing up, even in elementary school. I think about it. Like I would, (laughs) I would just sit with people and have hour long conversations, maybe two hours just about what, what the heck was going on in that person's life. And like, it could have been about, you know, what boy was I crushing on or what was my friend thinking about for this, you know, like, grade in school and it was just I just always love those conversations and even now uh with my husband um Trent will always say to me he said this one time he's like you know Allie not everything has to be so profound meaning like the conversations we would have together and and so I think all that being said it's just been in my nature to help people through being the advisor, being the one to lean on and trust with kind of a listening ear, if that makes any sense. And to be there just to, yeah, just to be there. That's been just me in a nutshell, I think for a really long time, you know, making some sort of event happen to celebrate someone's success. Like that's just the stuff that I've always spent my time with. So that's the way I guess I've helped people for a really long time. Yeah. Now I'm 20 and here we are helping people more. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. So it just kind of like rolls over into everything you do. It does. And it looks different. Definitely. When you were talking about like always wanting to get to the deep stuff with people, it reminded me, I don't know if I've ever sent you this song before, but um, yeah. Andy Grammer has a song called The Good Parts. Mm-hmm. And have you heard that song before? You've sent it to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, yeah. essentially, it's essentially you in a nutshell because he oh. says that's the whole point of the song where he says like tell me your story but don't leave the good parts out and I think there's lines at the beginning where he's I'm paraphrasing here but he talks about like I don't I don't care what the weather's like I don't want to hear about your job like I want to know the the deep stuff right yes. like yes and a grammar he knows what's up that's what it's about that's awesome yeah. So, so then having this skill set your entire life, 
How did you decide to then transfer that into a business? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was thinking about this. So again, in the theme of like gradual, making things happen gradually, this one definitely turning this helping others into a business, into coaching Mm -hmm. came about actually from, as a lot of change does, um, I was at a really tough place. And I think you and I knew each other at this time, but it was 2017. A couple of things were happening for me. So uh, first and foremost, my mom, we found out she had cancer. And that, I mean, as anyone can imagine, rocks your world. It was so sudden and it was such an exciting time too for my parents. They had just moved to Florida and it was this like new chapter for them. And then this news comes about. And again, like I'm the oldest sister. I'm kind of the one really just taking that responsibility, taking on a lot. And it was like this earth shattering moment. And between that happening and at the time, um, I had ended a pretty serious relationship. And then also it was work. I was actually in a really tough place in my career. We had a big shift happen. A lot of teams were affected. People were losing their jobs. Um, just very turbulent times. So like these major categories in my life, right? Like being a potential future wife to someone, being a daughter, being a sister, these gigantic roles I was playing were so shaken. And so, as you could imagine, it, I'm, I'm just such an optimistic person, but that was a point where I just, I hadn't, I had no idea where to look for optimism. So that kind of led to this thing. And I know this is a little dark sounding, but it makes sense. But I was really just navigating anxiety and that turned into depression and, you know, these really intense things for me that it felt like my world was just all over the place. And it was a good year that that was around for me, you know, panic attacks. I didn't sleep. I barely ate anything and it wasn't good. And it wasn't until probably six months into that kind of life that I, I just started talking about it. And I realized that talking to different people who I found more trust, like a deeper level of trust in, like, you know, some people that we work with, it was Vivi, it was different mentors who I was now working with in a different job. It was friends of mine who I'd kind of looked to as like, I wasn't the most loyal friend, I would say. I was very transactional with my friendships, but it became this, like, evolution of me where I was really looking at those friends as now, they were my lifeline. Like, they they are people who I, like, couldn't live without, basically, and it changed my perspective on friendships at that moment in time, and family, too, like, just different conversations, and by do- doing all of those things, I started to realize, well, holy crap, like, <laughs> you need to take care of yourself. You need to let these things that are going on in your head out in healthy ways, in ways that you can channel into something that's a little bit better for you to be Mm -hmm. able to then serve others, to be able to then give back to and make a difference for other people. It's kind of like that whole story they say, not the story, but you know, when you're on an airplane, the 
the air mask, like their face mask drops out of the, the side and they say, please put your mask on first. That was essentially what I was figuring out at the time. And so it was this switch for me. And that's when therapy became a really big part of my life. Um, meditation. I became a runner. I've never in my life <laughs> ran or loved to run until that point. And like going to a spa, like talk about bougie. <laughs> I mean, like I've, I've never been that kind of person, but going to a spa, paying the money to like take care of my body and to like give back that to myself. Like these were all things that I was just trying to figure out and test out and see what would work and then bring my friends, bring my family along that journey with me. So it was this just gradual growth, I guess you could say in myself. And so all of that to be said, it was a tough time, but it's a time that I would never, ever trade. I would never trade any of that experience. And reason being is because in those conversations I've had in those moments of learning, I'm now here and I'm realizing that if we don't have conversations about what anxiety looks like, because it looks different for everybody, but if we don't have those conversations, if we don't take a second to pause and reflect on what the heck it is going on in our life and what that means for us as individuals, you're going to run yourself into the ground. You're going to hit a point where you just can't give all that you can give to other people and love yourself and love other people in the way that you want to. At least that's what I believe. And so it became this thing like conversing and having our intern community, having these big groups starting to form because of these conversations I was craving to have, that it quickly became this idea of, I could do this for a living. Like I could have these conversations with people that are serious, but optimistic, that are, you know, very, very personal, but also very honest and helping you in the direction that you want to go. And it just excites me to think about that. It excites me to wake up and think that I can do that for someone just by having a conversation, like that can change someone's life. And I, I guess that's kind of it in a nutshell is through hardship. I think I've, I've started this business or yeah. this community, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like too, not that you would ever want to go through that year again, but now in current day, right? Like you starting a business where you're helping other people deal with some similar circumstances, it gives mm -hmm. you legitimacy. Like you have a platform to talk from, right? And yeah. I'm sure that makes your clients com more comfortable knowing that, yes, she can 100% relate to this. You know what I mean? It's not somebody who had um, just this perfect angelic <laughs> life and no. is trying to give people advice. It's like, no, I've, I've been through crap. I, I know yeah. what it feels like. You know, yeah. I, I hit a low. And then looking at, you know, I had this great support system behind me that helped me get through it. I want to be part of that for you, right? Is yeah. that essentially what you're trying to do? That's absolutely it. And I, I think that in those, those times that we all tend to go through, or we may not, it's all about perspective, right? finding perspective, finding the things that help you shift your mindset <clears throat> to say, what are the things I can in fact control in my life and make yep. an impact on and channeling your energy into those things. 
because sometimes we forget. Like for me, I couldn't change the fact that my mom was sick. I, I couldn't. I could not. I could not change the fact that the relationship I was in was headed for the end. I really, I, I could not have changed that. And I also couldn't affect anything in the world of my job that was all up in the air and how it was affecting other people. But I could change the way how I was showing up for my mom. I could change the way of how I was, you know, reacting to some changes in my own life. And it took a heck of a lot of time to do that and figure it out. And still today, it's taken me a lot to figure out. But I think I'm better equipped now. And being equipped means that I'm ready to take this and share it with other people and have it not be so, I guess, unspoken of either. Because I think that's another part that I really uncovered as I was learning was people don't talk about anxiety. People don't talk about what it means to be depressed, like what it truly means outside of a medical sense. But like mm-hmm. where that comes from, what that means for people, how that affects relationships for people, um, and and just you know how to move through those things in a healthy way, in a manageable way. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know we're going deep here. <laughs> but no, no, it's good. <laughs> so, okay, so for those who might not be as familiar with it, and yeah. and I know you said this at the beginning that life coaching and what people can offer can look very different depending on their background and what their skill sets are. Right. But for, for you, what, what does life coaching mean? What, what does that, what do you offer to, to people through that process? Yeah. So life coaching is this really ambiguous thing, I think to a lot of people right now. I mean, you're kind of smiling. So I mean, yeah, it's like this, kind of an unknown, but um, for me, what I've learned and what I'm hoping to channel for people is very similar to like, if you were ever in a high school sport, let's say, for example, I think back to like being in volleyball. I had this coach, she was a rock star. She showed up to coach this group of, you know, 15, 16 year old somethings who were just trying to figure their life out. And teach them, you know, not only the skills and the techniques of how to play the game, but also like just to show up and be there for you and to listen to you and to understand that it's not just, you're not just a volleyball player, you're, you know, a daughter to someone. You're in academia, like you are learning how to become an artist. You're learning you know, how to become an adult and like get ready for college maybe or get ready for a job or whatever the next step is for you. But you're not just a volleyball player. And I can think of that coach at the time as someone who, when she showed up, she was this like positive, uh, like, I don't know how to describe it. She was so positive, but yet so she was the person you needed to affirm you and to like really push you to think beyond who you were in that moment. I can remember there was a time, (laughs) I can still remember this. I had sprained my ankle and I was, you know, out of practices, but we still did training and things like that together. And she, I remember I made a comment to her in front of the team and she looked at me and said, Allie, go do 10 sit-ups right now. 
and it was a comment that rubbed her the wrong way, but it was in that moment, it was that real, the realization of she cares so much about me. She's going to keep me understanding that this is how I should be showing up. And I give kind of that tough love in a sense too, but I, I share that example to say, as a life coach, that's what I'm trying to emulate is someone who shows up for her clients, for her friends, for her family and listens and provides the tools that that person needs both in their life. If there's something going on for them personally in their career, if professionally there's something that they need or that they're trying to achieve or go for, and even in that motivational side. So those are the three buckets that I'm kind of focused on as a life coach. Like how do you get someone to get excited, to get inspired, to get that drive going towards whatever the goal might be? I don't know. I just think about that, like think about, you know, any coach that you've had in any sort of capacity, whether it be from a club or from a sport or, you know, fill in the blank. That's essentially yep. what a life coach is, but just at the level of where kind of we're at now in our lives. No, that makes total sense. And it, it sounds like your coach understood that her job coaching you in volleyball, that you're, and I know you said this, that your life as a volleyball player, that doesn't operate in a vacuum. Like you're, you're a complex person with multiple pieces that, that make up the whole. So it seems refreshing that she understood that, you know what I mean? It seems self-explanatory when you say it out loud, but not everyone operates that way. Right. Um, so it sounds like life coaching evaluates that a little bit, right? Like, Hey, somebody might come for this thing, but you realize it's affecting something else, or there's another part of their life that's preventing them from, from reaching their goals. Absolutely. I mean, the first thing I do with my clients is actually taking that evaluation. So I will give you this, how do you create your full life? Right. And you will essentially sit down with a list of 12 different topics ranging from balance in your life to your physical environment to the relationships that you have. And it's, it's kind of like ranking them on a scale of one to 10. Like where are you at on that spectrum? Because if I were to say, Kevin, you know, you're just a podcast host, like one, how would you feel hearing that? But two, you got to think about yourself as this human who has so many different facets that are equally important. And I think now more than ever, like where we as people are at in, in this world right now, like with quarantine, with all of this, just, you know, with the protests and like identity and, and just racism and everything, like we have to be thinking about everyone as a very diverse, multifaceted person. Like there are so many things that make us up and you're right to look at one part and if that one's being affected well what else is kind of tied to that that's exactly what we get into and right out of the gate as far as kind of the coaching relationship goes I could see that being really helpful to start that way too because I don't know if if you do this I I am a sucker for this and I, I kind of hate that I do this but I I will like make that list of things that you want to like improve or work on or goals you want to reach, but I'll write them all down at once. And you just stare at this giant list and don't know what to do with it. Right. So (laughs) I don't know how to like compartmentalize part of it. And I'm sure that's what you, what you help do with your clients where you're like, okay, I can see the big picture now, but now we're going to focus on each individual goal and see how we get there. Right. So I'm sure that's super helpful for people too, where you can look at it as an outside perspective 
and they're looking at it as like, oh, there's just this pile of stuff I want to fix. And you're like, yeah. yeah, let's do it one step at a time, right? Yeah, it's. I'm glad you brought that up because kind of what you're sharing is is one major part of like being a coach. So your example of I have this project, there's tasks that I need to break it down to. That's where I, as your coach, listening to that, know, okay, he's ready to be in action mode. He doesn't need processing. You don't need to, you know, I, I need to understand as your coach, some of that meat and potatoes, like what exactly is it? Why are we on this, this action? But if you're ready to move, I'm going to move with you. So yeah. I just need to be with you as your coach and help you kind of get through all the noise in your head and say, okay, what are the three, maybe the three things, two things you could do in a week to get you closer to your result versus I've had several clients actually where their journeys have started. They just need someone to listen. Just listen to me. Let me dump, let me empty out all of what's in my head right now because I just don't know which way is up. And that's also the part that I've loved about coaching that actually doesn't come as natural to me. It's something I've really had to work on is actively listening to a person and just being with them in that moment because I think we're all so used to and what we think of as a coach is getting results moving moving the needle quickly towards a goal and that's absolutely true but for a lot of people and why I shared my story about anxiety and the, the hard times is that that's life that right there is life for a lot of people and to varying degrees and if I step in as your coach and say, all right, let's make a plan for how you're going to resolve your anxiety. You're going to get more anxious. Like <laughs> you're going to be, you're going to probably just go and be like, okay, Allie, thanks for your time. I'm going to go now. Versus, right. I probably just need to sit there and say, tell me, you know, tell me what's on your mind today. And then just see where the conversation goes with that and ask my clients very directly you know, what's the best way that I can support you today in this moment sure. yep. and just let that be enough. Yeah. yeah. There have been times where, um, <laughs> I started doing this a couple years ago where yeah. I, I could tell that like when I, you know, when you're calling your parents, like vent about something, yep. but I could tell that my mom, it would give my mom a lot of anxiety listening to me vent yep. about something, Yes. which I did not mean I did not intend for. Right. So I got to the point where I, I would call her and I'd start by saying, okay, here's the deal. I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to listen. So she's like, okay, I know that that's all you need. Cause I like, and yes. you know it right at the core where you're like, I, I know how to fix this, but I, I need to dump this on somebody else. I need affirmation that I'm not crazy so that I can actually move forward with this. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it's like perspective, right? Like, you know your mom and the kind of perspective she'll give you and the things you want to hear from her. But as moms, and I know this, like my mom, very similarly, I couldn't be where I am without her, right? Yeah. I know in her, she wants to fix it. She just wants me right. to be happy, right? Yeah. Like that's what all moms want. Right. And I think it's a beautiful thing, but for you to say so directly, like, mom, I just need you to listen, that in her mind says that's the fix right? Or it could, it could be to that degree. So, so yeah, moms are great for that. (laughs) And that's cool that you got to say that with her because that it's hard. It's really hard. But, but I could understand from your perspective how that would be difficult because Mm -hmm. like you said, like you're, you're the fixer and you're starting a business dedicated to helping people 
move forward. And I could see how, even though you know better from your perspective, you're sitting there listening and you're like, okay, like, I don't, I picture you getting super antsy and you're like, okay, I have this action plan. I know what we're going to do here. I have this list of goals, but then you have to like calm down and think, nope, they just need me to listen. Yes. Right yes. now, this is step one, right? It's going to go in the right direction. Yeah. And, and the thing I've learned through my certification program, like the number one thing, the number one thing is meet the client where they are at. It is not about the goal. It is about yeah. the client. If my client, you know, Joe Schmo, he just says how hard of a day he had, I'm going to forget completely that last week he said, I want to be able to lose five pounds in three weeks. Like I'm going to forget that. Right. And I'm going to just, okay, Joe, why, why was your, or what about your week? Like what happened? Tell me yeah. more, you know? So it's, it's well, absolutely that. Because if that's the first thing that comes out of his mouth, when you guys sit down, chances are you're not going to get anywhere without unpeeling that in the first place. Nothing. He's, he's already, he's thinking just how rough his day was. So imagine like for anybody who's had a bad day, like, do right. you really want to stifle that or do you want to work through that and figure out how to navigate that? Yep. Mm -hmm. um, Allie, really quick before we go on to the next question, you mentioned, yeah. I think the three buckets that your life coaching kind of falls in. Can you explain those really quickly again? Because I think yeah, we of course. Lost over it. Yeah. So three buckets, right? Um, so for me, as I've reflected on just my passion, my experience, um, really what I want to help people with is three different areas that I kind of feel like are one's essence, if you will. So I call them your being, your calling, and your drive. And so what those essentially mean are with your being, it's who the heck is Kevin, right? Kevin is a really talented professional. He's a great son. He's got a brother. He loves art. He loves music. There's all these parts of your life. You're an amazing friend. There's this person that you are outside of these other two spaces, right? But those pieces are what kind of define your life or at least are things I think that make up and comprise your life and where you want to go and where you've been. Let's say you're kind of working on a space within your being, right? Or maybe you're having some difficulty or you're trying to figure out some new goal for yourself that touches on any of those roles that you play. That's kind of where we would as a coach and client, we would work together is, okay, Kevin, you and your being, you know, how do you want to be happier? How do you want to be healthier? What does health look like for you? And, you know, what about those things is important? And so your being is really essential to kind of taking everything else and running with it. The second one, um, your calling is essentially, in essence, like, what is it you're called to do with your life? Yeah. For a lot of people, that might be the professional side. Your calling might also be, I want to really give back to my community. I really want to just do something that I can go on mission trips. I can travel the world. I can be around people and help them and give back in a different sort of way. Um, you know, it could be, you know, being a mom, like, or being a dad, like it could be any of those roles. Right. But whatever you are kind of seeing yourself and your time being called to be used for, that's also, I think a really big part of what makes us all human beings. So I love to focus on that with people. Um, I do have some consulting sort of in that space related to 
you know, if you want to work on a resume, a portfolio, those are really good specific consultative programs and projects that I host as well. But yeah, your calling is huge. And then the last one that I think is really exciting is your drive. And this is all about motivation. So yeah, I'm like the energizer bunny. <laughs> I think I've said that to you before, yeah. but I don't think if I didn't have this energizer bunny part of me, one, I wouldn't be a coach, but two, I don't know how I would get out of bed in the morning to like even go and brush my teeth. <laughs> right. It's this, yeah, it's this, it's this nature that we all have to just go and make something happen for ourselves. And it could be the biggest thing and it could be the smallest thing, but those are decisions that we make based on the fuel that we have for ourselves and the, you know, it is, it's the motivation that we have behind any of those choices that we make in our life. And it could be the life piece. It could be the calling piece, you name it, like whatever you are driven to do and spend your time on. I like to look at that as well to give you fuel to make those things happen for yourself. So I hope that explains it a little bit, but I like to look at those three things, but again, to what we were saying before, they're so interconnected because it's like we're such multifaceted human beings. And I think it's just something that I've learned over time in working with different professionals, working with different people. Those three things really jump out at me as far as being able to turn dreams for people into a reality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm I'm glad you brought that up too, because that is honestly like that last bucket you talked about your drive. That is like the whole reason I started this podcast because I spent my younger life having people tell me that like, Oh, you get too excited about music. Like on car rides. Yeah. We'd be like three songs in and my brother would look at me and he'd go, you can't love every song. You can't love them all. (laughs) And I'm like, why not? There's nothing that says I can't. I, and I, but then it, you know what? I took it personally for a while and then I realized that's not their drive. So they don't understand it. Do you know what I mean? Like my mm-hmm. brother, he could talk about golf for hours. He goes golfing and he will literally recount in story all 18 holes to me and everything that happened, which yeah. is crazy that he can remember all of that. But that's yeah. like his brain works that way. And that's what excites him and gets him out of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> I love listening to him. And I love when he gets excited about stuff. I can't relate to that because mm-hmm. I would not be in the same situation. But I, so anyway, that's what I wanted to start with this podcast was like really tapping into those passions in life that drive us and move us forward. And then showing people that it's, it's okay that you embrace that. Right. And yes. yeah. If it's going to motivate you in other areas, I still tell people all the time, I'm like, I know everyone can kind of relate to this to an extent, but like the amount that a song can turn my day around is substantial. Like, oh, I can't tell you. Yes. I could yeah. wake up completely depressed, going back to your analogy, like not even having the motivation to go brush my teeth, but I could put on a song or like hear a new one that like, triggers all those words I needed to hear and I'm like okay never mind I'm good let's do it (laughs) isn't that cool right oh my gosh it's like it is it's not it's not your mood necessarily but it is it's this like literally you're lighting a match under your butt and it's like (laughs) like music is your match it's like oh 
here I go. Like I'm ready yeah. to start the day. I, and, and that, that's exactly it. Everyone has a different match. Like everyone yeah. is so different. And I think that's what gets me excited is like, yeah, I love learning that about different people because how boring would our world be if everyone had the same motivation? Like right. <laughs> it would be a yawn fest. Like we would not, we would not have a good time. It would just totally not be agree. life. Like this, this yep. is about differences. It's about learning about different people. And I think that's cool. And I think it's cool that you recognize that about your brother in this moment of like golf is his thing and like music is your thing. And that's what makes you guys so uniquely different. And so just your own beautiful, like your own sort of yeah. kind of beautiful, if that makes sense. And when you talked about like loving discovering that in other people yeah i kind of feel the same way too because there it's not like life says that you can only have one passion you know what i mean there's not just one thing that you're excited about and so i don't know if he he will agree to this but going back to the whole music thing when my brother was in high school yeah uh, we're four years apart so he was in high school i was in college yeah he legitimately told me one time that he just doesn't like music which to me that was like I couldn't fathom. That didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's like saying, oh, I don't really like ice cream or that puppy's not cute. Like that was on the same level to me. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't understand what's coming out of your mouth, but I do believe that whether he consciously thought about it or not, I think I imposed my passion on him for so long. And I actually started dragging him to concerts with me every once in a while. He is now almost as obsessed with music as I am. Every Friday, he's sending me new songs, and we go to concerts together all the time. Like, he's flown down here to go to concerts. I've flown back home. So it's cool to see that rub off on him and that he could get some benefits out of it. You know what I mean? And now it's, it's become another passion for him. And so, like, that's what I'm hoping to do, too, is allow people to discover that there could be other passions in their life. And maybe there are people out there who haven't found theirs yet, but somebody else can show them. And they're like you know what? I never thought about that. That sounds really cool. I could totally get into that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Oh yeah. And you, you say something that's also really interesting that I think a lot of people, it's like this idea of control, right? So I I think about your example of imposing your love for music on your brother. It's this idea of influencing people. So I think another part about coaching is just by asking questions or just by showcasing a certain level of energy that naturally just has this effect on people of that person wanting to embody that or that person wanting to maybe try out whatever it is, is working for that other person. So like what I think is so cool is to hear you say you've, you've imposed this on your brother. You had at the time it felt, and maybe it was frustrating for him or annoying or whatever the word is, but clearly like your genuine love for music, your genuine love for experiencing music has created this experience, the shared experience for you and your brother to where yep. now it's a thing you look forward to versus like having it be this comparison or this like, oh my gosh, Kevin, again with the music, like, are you serious? Right. Or again? Right. I forget what your brother's name was, but again with the golf, right? You see that person be so happy. And at the end of the day, that's all you want. You want your brother to be happy. You want right. you to be happy. Right. And 
to kind of see that and mature in that is really, really neat. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure that that's someone that you can help too, is like, where you talked about being the energizer bunny, like if <laughs> yeah. somebody comes to you and they are on the fence about something that maybe they, it, it's important to them, but they don't know it yet or, or just how important it is to them. So I will tell you like with this podcast, I literally, it was like one night I was listening to a podcast while I was getting ready for bed and, mm-hmm. and just thought, I was like, that'd be pretty cool to, to do that. You know, it wasn't like some like huge epiphany. It was just like, yeah, that seems pretty fun. I can do that. Mm-hmm. And then I remember that week we had a meeting and I had seen you and Vivi and I threw it out and you guys freaked out <laughs> like, <laughs> like a hundred times more than I did. And I then. Did. Honestly, like just that bit of energy that you guys threw at me, I'm like, maybe I should do this. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like it, it became so, it went from like some random thought to, okay, there might be some merit in this. So I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like as a life coach, that's also something you can provide where if somebody comes to you and they're like kind of shy and timid towards an idea, you're like, no, that's awesome. You should do that, right? Because you can yeah. probably tell that the motivation is there, that they're willing to kind of put some time in, but they need that energy to, to kind of kickstart them and they can't find it inside themselves. So sometimes you got to get it from other people. Yeah. I'll say though, to just to back that up further, Vivi and I have known you for so many years. We know you, you're outgoing. You are so easy to talk to. You tell amazing stories. You're super passionate and you're very knowledgeable of music all of those things that we've grown to know about you is why it was, I think, so easy for us to react the way that we did with excitement and like, duh, Kevin, yes, you should be doing that with your time. And I think where, I guess I want to be very clear about coaching and motivation is I never want to be the coach that pushes someone in a direction. Like, it's more of a, I want to acknowledge that person for realizing things about themselves or speaking up about some things about themselves that they may have never said out loud before and support them in where they might be in that phase right now. Gotcha. Because, and I'm trying to think of a good example, but yes, I, I will be the biggest cheerleader for my clients if and only if I feel comfortable confident enough in what I know about that person and where and the things that we've worked on and the things that we've talked about. Like for you, if this were the first conversation you and I were having and we're 15 minutes in and I'm like, oh yeah, you should be, you know, publishing this podcast. Like, I don't know anything about you as a public speaker just yet. I mean, I might have a good feeling for how you interview me, but like, I don't know your history about speaking to other people or speaking in front of people. I, I might not know much about you know your passion for music right like they're just there is a layer to like having time with a person and genuine questions that you get a second to ask that person to then be able to be like yeah I can see it in your body language I can hear it in your voice that this is something you're clearly curious about what are ways and then I'd, I'd turn the question back over to that person I'd say what are ways that you can share that passion with other people cool and let yep. that person kind of fill in the blank for what it is. Then you might say, I think I want to publish this podcast. Then I'm like, dude, you can do it. What? Okay, yeah. so what are the steps you need to do? Like, where do we need to take it? 
So I, I guess I just wanted to like make sure I was really clear there because I, I recognize that, you know, the people I might start to meet through coaching, we're not going to know each other right out of the gate. And that's pretty intimidating. Right. Yep. And yet I hope that it's not, I hope that I can help people kind of feel comfortable right out of the gate and let people know I'm here to just listen. I really just want to get to know them as people and yep. we'll figure it out from there. And as time goes on. No, I'm glad you said that. That's a good point. I didn't think about that because you're right. Like if we had had that same conversation, but it was the first time I'd ever met you, mm-hmm. not only would you maybe not feel comfortable giving that affirmation, but then I don't know if it, it wouldn't have meant nearly as much right to me because right. I'm thinking, Oh, a total stranger told me I should do this. <laughs> like, what, what does that matter? Right. So that's and, a good point. And it's credibility, right? Like, what does that yep. person know about me? And like, do, and then you kind of go into that, that mind game of, oh my gosh, is this the right thing for me to be doing versus like, just let's get to know each other. Let's have some yep. really open conversation about you, you know, at your own pace, wherever you want to take yep. it. And then we'll see what magic can happen from that. Cool. So no, that sounds great. When you were starting this journey into building your own business, which also, I don't think we've said the name of it, Full Life, correct? Full Life Coaching is kind of the full, not to be a punny person, but Full Life Coaching is is the entire name. But I, yep. love, I love shortening. Like Full Life feels kind of flows a little bit. No, that's yeah. awesome. Full Life, full life Coaching. Um, so when you were getting ready to start this, were there people that you looked to for inspiration maybe maybe it was friends and family or were there maybe professionals uh already in the field who you emulated a little bit as you got started yeah in both arenas so personally and professionally one of my best friends perry she is this bundle of life who i just i adore her and she she's worked in new york and now she's back in California with her family but she's like this brilliant she just has this brilliant creative mind and every time I talk to her it's we always come up with these crazy ideas and she's always been very supportive of the coaching thing but she actually is the one who I think for the name full life coaching oh yeah you told me this yeah 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 she so I forget where we were I must have been like driving somewhere but we're just talking and she's asking me how, how things are going. And I hadn't had a name yet. And I was like, you know, telling her how I wanted it to be this full of energy. I want to build community through this, this business one day. I really just want it to, to feel full. And she's like, well, why don't you call it full? <laughs> and then after that, we kind of started this text chain, but literally it became a wall of sticky notes. It was my laundry room door. And I had the word full and it's not even, you know, appropriately spelled. It's just the F-U-L, the letters F-U-L. But it was amazing to watch this web grow because, and it's on, it's on my site, but it's basically the word full has no meaning until you define how it begins or ends. So if you take those three letters and add wonder before it, you've got wonderful, you've got beautiful, you've got grateful, you've got joyful, you've got skillful, you've got successful, you know, fulfilled, like all of these beautiful potentials with that word. And I think it was amazing to have that happen with my best friend. Like, I don't know, it was just this, 
amazing moment for the two of us. And ever since then, she's been like, how's it going? The marketing's so, so good. Cool. So, so I, I attribute a lot of that success and like the brand to her. Yep. Definitely. And my husband too, he with design, you know, you know him as a designer, but he made this just beautiful concept and it's all based in a smile. So I don't know if you noticed, but the start of the, the letter F and then the ending of the L, it, it makes somewhat of a subtle smile, like a curve of a smile. Okay. Yeah. Very subtle. Very, very subtle. It's nothing fancy like the FedEx where there's an arrow in the logo, but, but he just really dove into it head first. And clearly he knows me better than anyone, but I just think, Personally, I've had some really amazing people in my court to help bring this to life. I mean, you and Vivi included, just bouncing ideas off of you guys are, it's, that's just been an amazing community to have and a support system. So I've definitely leaned into that side, but professionally, I would say I have a lot of benchmarks, but I think the two that stand out most, Stephen Covey being one person from a principal perspective. I read his book probably two years ago, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And yep. it's my Bible. I've, I know I've talked about it a couple of times, but that book really changed my life in the sense of how I think about spending my time and who I really want to embody in my life. And so I think learning his practices, learning about creating a, a mission for myself, and you'd see it on my website actually, but my mission is, is very simple. It's to make a positive impact on the world and others around me. And I have kind of my objectives, like, how do I do that? One of them is fostering community, you know, being a role model, living my life optimistically. I have six different pillars. And, and so all of that, I kind of, I got from this book and from Stephen and how he would speak. And so mix that, I guess, with uh, lately Rachel Hollis. She's another individual who I've followed for a couple of years. But lately with her growth of her business, the Hollis Company and Rise and just, I remember watching her documentary, it was probably early last year, about her Rise conference. Just the way she speaks just to these like, to these moms and these badass women and like, she's very vulnerable, very, she's not polished, but she has this vulnerable side to her that's so relatable I really am trying to lean into that and because that feels me that feels very like I recognize I'm a very imperfect person and I want to share that with other people and be open and honest because otherwise what the heck am I doing like I'm not I'm not being true to myself or to anybody else and I'm not helping people so I really get a lot of my I guess attitude or my my approach if you will to her and like the energy that she promotes. So I think those are probably the most immediate examples that I can think of. But holistically, I try to get variety. I try to keep very differing opinions a part of this experience. Because if you don't diversify, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot a little bit by having one perspective, which is what we kind of started talking about. So we're constantly changing as people. And I, I feel it's important for me to, to know and to be able to relate to people wherever they're at in their journey. Well, and I feel like too, if you take all of your inspiration from one place, you're not gonna figure out who you are 
as a life coach, right? Like you should, I tell everyone like nobody works in a bubble. You need outside inspiration to get started. But yeah, I feel like if you, if you don't diversify that enough, you're not going to be able to figure out who is Allie as a life coach, right? So you take your bits and pieces of each person and what inspires you and put that into what you provide. That's absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, you know, come from just one place. I come from, I'm made up of many different sides and, you know, experiences and stories and sorry, there's a lot of background noise, (laughs) but, but yeah, it's, it is, it's it's very true. You got to recognize that in yourself and that helps people too, right? You've got to have those different perspectives for sure. Cool. So where would you like to see the future of your, your business going? Do you have a, like a, a year plan, a five-year plan, anything like that? I love this question so much. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, such a, I'm such a dreamer. It's actually pretty scary when you ask me the one-year, five-year plan because I, I don't. Oh, that's okay. Uh, uh, it's, I mean, it is. You just started. It's yeah. still fresh. I'm not trying to rush you. No. I just didn't know if it was like that blue sky dream that's out there. You know what I mean? Or, or even like when you started this, since it is so new, what, what is, you know, that first goal that you want to achieve? I'm going to start from the far-fetched, like what I'm yeah. thinking, um, yeah. work my way back. So where I can see this going one day, and this actually happened, Trent and I were walking Winter Garden, downtown Winter Garden, and it all stems back to like, when Allie was in her tough place, navigating all of that, taking yep. care of herself, going to a spa, going to take yoga classes, doing all the self-care stuff that I'd never done before. We were walking in Winter Garden and we walked past this building that has been vacant for I don't know how long, but it was this perfect, it's like on the main drag where everyone is walking or going on the trail. There's cars driving past. The farmer's market is right across the street from it. And it hit me. I'm like, I want to have a wellness co-op for people. How amazing would it be to take different facets of the community? So you've got dog groomers or the local pet shelter. You've got a hair salon. You've got a masseuse. You've got the yogi down the street. You've got, you know, a sustainable, healthy um, cooking and food and furniture store, like all of these different community elements that go into kind of self-love. What if you could take a space, segment it into a co-op? So bring in all of those businesses and they could lease out a space for three, four weeks and people could essentially come in and test out all of these different services, giving back to the community, but also it's all about one space to feel whole, to feel like you can find a resource for yourself to take you wherever you need to go in that moment. Like how cool would it be to have like a section of this building be puppy yoga where you're moving your body, you're with a network of people who are doing it with you, you're together, it's community, but also like there's puppies around you and it's amazing. And oh my gosh, I can adopt that puppy. What? Where are you from adoption agency? And like, it's this whole experience in one and then the next week or next three weeks later it's a hair salon and the products are all you know environmentally friendly or I'm kind of making stuff up but there's 
this building that has all these different facets to it that you can show up and say, here's where I'm at. Like, what would help me? Or I just want to go check this out and take a break from my work day or whatever. But I could see this like wellness co-op very, very clearly, like made with my family, made with my community. It's all about kind of that cyclical, like giving back to each other locally. So that's kind of my 10 years, let's say 10, 15 year plan is being able to do something like that. So five years, go to five. Five years would be, I'm, I've been a certified life coach, but I've also maybe been certified in yoga or meditation or Zumba or cycling. One of those kind of physical sort of fitness or wellness um, arenas. I love that. I'd love to be certified in that. But also, gosh, let me think. I think it'd be really cool to grow what was my own coaching practice into an agency or a group of coaches that can serve locally. So to have that group of people devoted to X amount of clients in a certain amount of time or different specialties, like that would be just amazing. And I think it'd be really neat to specialize in young professionals, just seeing what the Orlando region looks like with how many, I mean, how many young professionals there are here in Central Florida alone. And that community is so underserved, in my opinion, just with the self-care and with a lot of different spaces um, that they play in. So I would love to be able to do something in that area in the next five years, have a group of coaches. And then in one year, you know, I just want to see myself having a really healthy number of clients that become a tight-knit group where they all know that Allie is their coach, Allie is their supporter, Allie is someone that's there for them, but also look at all these amazing people that I connect with, can connect with because of Allie, and look at the amazing things that I've learned from these other people, not just Allie. That would be something I think I'd love to see, have that kind of group of people exist thanks to full life. Yeah. I was trying really hard not to interrupt you at all because I was getting too excited about all of that stuff. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> Thank um, you. I actually, right before you said it, I thought the same thing about building that community of uh, like that support group where you could expand and find people who have other skill sets. But like you said, it all falls under that like kind of total well-being. Yeah. Um, and how you can, like, it'd be great if somebody came to you and you were able to, you know, assess their needs and what they were looking for, but then you could almost throw them over to somebody who would be more specialized. Maybe if somebody came to you and they really were on a, a physical well-being journey, uh, let's get you in touch with uh, a coach and let's, you know, let's sign you up for our yoga class or whatever it is, right? I think that'd be really, really cool to have that, that network of people. And if you did that, I mean, how easy would that be to transition to a space then? You know what I mean? If you already have that community connected digitally and then you right. make a physical store out of it, I think that'd be pretty, pretty awesome. Also, um, all dibs on puppy yoga. <laughs> like, yeah, I will, yoga. If that's going to be a thing, I'll get cert. I've never done yoga in my life, but I'll get certified if I get to leave puppy yoga. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well you're on the wait list that's perfect i'm just kidding <laughs> that's awesome that's i know super. 
things, the things that go through my head, but I'm glad you like it. I'm glad it makes sense to someone. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I liked what you said too about, you know, some more short-term goals of, you know, getting certified in other areas. Mm-hmm. I think that's only going to help you with your clients, right? And, and give you a better basis of understanding and be able to give more advice in, in other realms. I, I can't imagine that that wouldn't be helpful. Thank you. It's, I mean, there's so many possibilities and I think it's amazing. Like I have a handful of really good friends who not only specialize in life coaching or health coaching, but they are a yogi or they do have a nutritional background and they're certified to, you know, give nutritional advice to people and they're hustling their butts off. And I think it's really admirable. And I think it only diversifies you further, just like you said, where it gives you more experience, more to look forward to, more to spend your time on too. So, and it gives back to yourself in the, in the, in the process as well. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It feeds into all that stuff you talked about at the beginning. Yeah. What advice would you give to somebody who is new to life coaching? So hopefully we've given them some, some good information and, and understanding, but if this sounds like it's something that would interest somebody, what's your advice for them to get started if they might be a little intimidated at first? You know, like I said, everyone's so different, but if I were to try to make it universal, I would say for them to challenge that fearful voice in their head and go for it. I think my advice would be be curious and, you know, I'm also figuring it out. I, I'm figuring it out as I go. This, this whole being certified as a life coach is new to me, but being a mentor, being a, an advisor, being a, a supporter is not new to me. Like this is something I've been doing all of my life and very seriously for the last almost 10 years. And I'm here to just be a listening ear and a friend. And I know a lot of people tend to look at that as maybe <laughs> like, is she for real? Is she, is that really what she wants to go for? And I'm going to say, yeah, because life's kind of too short to not have those kind of interactions in your life. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm, I'm an open door. I'm, I'm someone who wears her thoughts on her sleeves. And if that doesn't vibe with you, that doesn't vibe with you. I'm not going to pressure you to come knocking on my door, but I will say if you're someone who is looking for a change, a positive change in their life, who is open to positive change and living a healthier life, living a happier life, then I'm your person. And I want to be that person. I want to show up for you. And that's how I want to spend my time. And I'd be honored to spend my time doing that with you. Yeah, I would, I guess that would be my, my words. And I hope that that means something to someone out there. Cause I, I know what it feels like to be in tougher places and I know what it feels like to be in really awesome, really good places. And through all of that, I think having someone there to continue to support you and listen to you makes all the difference in the world. Well, and I love to, I loved um, your community section on your website. Thank um, you. Where you have verbatims. Uh, I'm a little biased because I knew, I think pretty much all of them, <laughs> but <laughs> that being said, um, even though I knew those people and I knew kind of what your relationship looked like with them, it was really inspiring to read those. And like, it made total sense once I read it, 
because I'm like you said, you've always been doing this stuff. So when I read it, I was like, yeah, of course, Allie helped them in all of these ways. That makes total sense. But at the same time, like seeing it on on screen and like, I don't know, it it, it felt really good to see that affirmation and that you were able to to help all those people. So hopefully, as you continue to build that community, that that helps give people some reassurance that they're not the only ones. There are plenty of people out there who who need help right. and are getting help. And I think that community page also shows that it's like you said before everyone is coming in at a different level everyone is uh diverse in what they need help with Mm -hmm. so knowing that if somebody (laughs) right now virtually walks in your door yeah you're gonna meet them where they are and there's no contest right there's no it's whatever they want to achieve they kind of dictate where the conversation goes and no judgment That's for sure. That's the last thing anyone needs right now. Totally agree. Okay, so I want to wrap it up. Uh, Obviously, as you know, music is a a huge passion for me. Mm -hmm. So I have a selfish question for you. Do you have kind of a uh, a get psyched playlist or songs that are like your go-to if you need motivation? Because I feel like we've talked about this before. I know that you really love music. So I could see that that kind of feeds into your Energizer Bunny personality. So do you mind sharing anything? Heck yeah. You see me nodding my head right now, but for people who aren't going to be seeing this, I'm like (laughs) nodding my head just up and down crazily. So yes, I, music is everything. And that's why I love this podcast. It's so good. Oh my gosh. But for me, it, I don't have a, like a specific playlist. I am all over the place when it comes to music. But what motivates me is actually music videos. So, okay. yeah, I, I love music videos. Any, anything, I, I would lean into pop for sure, which is not okay. a surprise. But take me back to the 80s, 90s. I want to watch every music video and like the conceptualization of it and how it was made and the back, you know, behind the scenes. I can remember I had a, I'm all about the boy bands, but Backstreet Boys, I had a cassette tape. I had a VHS cassette that I would watch the making of the Backstreet Boys. Um, It was before Millennium whatever that album was. I think it was just Backstreet Boys, but it was like everybody backstreets back. They had behind scenes of it and then they'd play the music video. I, oh my gosh, my eight-year-old self was living her best life. And even to this day, I'm like, mom, dad, can we break out the VHS, please? (laughs) Like between that, I got a VHS of Michael Jackson, like his music videos and the making of some of those videos. Anything that has to do with a music video or just the story to the music, I'm cool. all about it. So yeah, there's there's so much music out there, but if you were to go on my Spotify right now, you would see Nora Jones on repeat. Um, she is my relaxer, my just my go-to for if I'm trying to focus. You would see the 1975 still to this day on repeat. Um, anything the 1975, because I think their music tells really great stories, but it's also in your face. And I think sometimes we need a little bit of that. <laughs> I love, I love, love, love that. Uh, Fleetwood Mac is on there. I have some like country 
on there right now too. Cause again, I think sometimes country gets a bad rap for being so country and all about beer yeah. and drinking and like girls and stuff, but there's some really genuinely good story in yeah. country music that I love. And I also then, feel like country yeah. music hits its peak every summer. Like as soon as the, yeah. the heat comes in, people are like, okay, it's fine. We'll let it yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little twang on you can't help exactly. it. Uh, and, and then I think I'd wrap it up by saying I'm really into experiential music so I love to cook and whenever I'm cooking lately I have the what is it Italian instrumental playlist that somebody cool. else created but it literally transports me to being in Florence like I I just love it. I'm so happy. I'm floating around my kitchen. Is what Trent would say. I'm just like, I'm in my happy place and it's awesome. So that's kind of me. I'm all over. I'm all over when it comes to music. So I get psyched pretty easily when I hear something that's got a really good beat or yeah. has a great story to it. Like I'm that person. I will get the chills when I'm listening to a song um, that, yeah. Look who you're speaking to. Really <laughs> me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I, I had realize. a power as a kid. Like I legit, I can remember being in school with my friends and a song would come on. Like I thought I had a superpower because my skin would go and like I'd get the goosebumps. Oh, yeah. 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 I was like, what's happening? What is going on? Do you ever show people either like play them a song or show them the music video and then you're like waiting for them to react in the same way? Because I do that all the time. I, I'll never learn. I will continue to do it. But I, I even did it to my friend the other night where I sent them a song and I was like, please listen to the song. And then in anticipation, I knew how long the song was. And so I sat there waiting for the four minutes until it was over. And then they responded back and they're like, oh, that's a cool song. I'm like, that's a cool song. That's all you have to say. <laughs> like that didn't change your life. I don't understand. <laughs> I get that. I also get really bad music anxiety. So like- okay. Which, you know, hello, we've met Allie officially, but the anxiety <laughs> it comes with, the package. with it comes with this, um, oh my gosh, I will show someone a song that means so much to me and they won't react. And inside my heart is like racing. My yes. heart is, oh no. Yeah. Like, what have I done? <laughs> I'm kind of like, this is, this, I know. this is different. <laughs> I know. I, well, I pride myself. I'm not saying, I understand that everyone has their own music taste. And I appreciate that because there's, there's honestly, like I get overwhelmed. There's so much music out there. I can't possibly digest it all at once. You know what I mean? Like there's no way. So it's nice that everyone comes in from a slightly different perspective. So then mm -hmm. I get to grow my library and I learn from other people and then I can, you know, share stuff with them. Right. I'd get really bored if I sent a song to people and everyone had already heard it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm there with you. Those songs that are so utterly important to you that like the first, like you said, the first, there's been songs where like, cause I listened, well, especially before the quarantine, I listened to a lot of music while I drove, especially mm -hmm. like to and from work. I'd throw on like my release radar playlist and just listen to that all the way to work. And because like, other yes i was paying attention to my driving and everything but other than that you didn't have anything else to think about right so you kind of just pay attention and focus and there were several songs where like i almost had to pull over either it like started getting super emotional like they said a line and like i could feel it in my heart 
or it was like I've had a lot of songs where I'm like 20 seconds in. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. I like this. And then they do some beat, like some weird noise comes in. I'm like, holy crap, where did that come from? (laughs) Right? But I'm the same way. Those songs specifically, sometimes I don't send them to people because I'm too nervous that they won't react the same way. Or worst case, that they won't like it at all. And then I start questioning, like, is that a bad song? Should I not have liked it? Like, do I not know what I'm talking about anymore? (laughs) It's like a whole spiral. Oh my God, it is. It's so true. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I do the exact same thing. Putting that together. That's good. That's good. That's really Okay, so I got to ask you really quick. Yeah. Do you have a favorite music video or like like a top three or something that you think about? The first one, and I think this is a big one for a lot of people, is Take On Me by AHA. Okay, yep. Have you ever seen it? I'm sure I have, but I can't picture it right now. But okay. I will watch it as soon as we get off here. Yeah, that one is for probably a lot of people. I'm making an assumption, but it was so, okay. it was such a game changer for the time. It's the one where it's um, this 80s, she's a woman in a cafe and she's going through a comic book, a sketchbook. And aha, the band is the sketch so she oh, literally wow. like goes into the sketch and it's this whole storyline of like, like her following this guy and then there's this conflict and like it's very artistic and cool and it's awesome and it's it's like it changed the game for for music videos but i love i love that music video gosh i'd have to think about other ones that's the only one that really jumps to me but i mean anything michael jackson and dance is just incredible i think the way you make me feel is probably my favorite one by him um because you've got this really strong powerful woman who's like strutting her stuff and like these really dark alleyways and then there's michael jackson with all of his guys and they're bothering her and it's just this really fun dynamic but i think there's some really cool lighting and just dancing on cars like that's i always want to dance on a car now because of that video (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know I really I think I really appreciate older music videos or music videos nowadays like I'm thinking of The Weeknd how he's got his kind of 80s sound going on right now and the synth music his videos are really powerful with how he uses lighting and story and things like that so the 1975 I go to them also they're very in your face but I think their videos have um, some interesting storylines to them too. And they're very long. So they're okay. kind of poetic experience, if you will. But yep. yeah, I, I lean back into those like 80s sort of, that's, that's when they were exploring with that stuff, you know? Yeah. Okay. So Allie, where can people go to learn more about you and about full life coaching? Great question, Kevin. Answer, the internet. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I won't be too sarcastic. So I'm trying real hard here, people, to go and be social on the social medias. But um, I've got my website, fulllifecoaching.com. Full is spelled F-U-L. So yeah, check me out there. I've got a lot on there. Like you said, you read the community page. There's a meet me page. So my whole story is kind of... Thanks. Yeah. It's my whole story is spelled out on this website. So check it out. But on there, I also have, um, all of my social media handles. So for Instagram, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook. 
again, full life coaching is where you can find me on either of those platforms. Um, I'm on LinkedIn a little bit too, but that's just more like kind of the, I don't know, professional networking side. So I'm not on there as much, but yeah, a lot of my content I'm pushing through my website, through Instagram, through Facebook. And then I'm just, like I said, I'm an open book. So if people hear this and they just want to reach out right away, uh, my email is the same thing, fulllifecoaching at gmail.com. So they can send me a note if they just want to say hi, introduce themselves, or um, I always start my coaching with a free get to know you session. So it's literally 30 minutes. We set up a call. Uh, if it's if someone would rather talk on the phone or want to do a video chat, great. I'm up for whatever they want to do. But yeah, that's that's how we would get started. So those are kind of my my ways to get in touch. I'm really excited to just uh, hear from some more people. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Ali, I am super proud of you and everything that you're doing. And Thanks. I hope that you are very successful with this. I think it's awesome and people should definitely check you out. Thank you. I am honored to get to do this. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, follow Goodbye Apathy on Instagram to stay connected and up to date on the latest episodes. If this conversation inspired you and you have your own passion to share, head over to goodbyeapathypodcast.com and send us a quick note. You could be featured on a future episode.